Let us pray. Gracious God, help me to say it right. Help them to hear it right. And help us to live it right. We ask all this in your matchless name and for your sake. And God's people said, Amen. Good morning. I am so grateful for the invitation and partnership that I now share with Pastor Pennington Russell and I want to say thanks to her and to all of the leaders and members of this congregation. I bring you greetings from the Center for the Study of African-American Religious Life at the Smithsonian National Museum of African-American History and Culture and the good people at the Open Church also ask to be remembered to you. There is a word from the Lord. Permit me to shine the spotlight once again on verse two of that text in 1 John chapter 3. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. The title of my sermon is The Value of Knowing who you are. Can you imagine what it must be like to experience amnesia? How disorienting it must be to not know who you are. Being unaware of who you are may be the working definition of a tragedy. Moreover, not knowing who you are can be more than a personal tragedy. It also can create danger for a community, a whole race of people, or even an entire nation. Racism has been so pervasive in the United States because so many people, and especially black people, do not know who they are. To enslave a people, one must strip from them their sense of self and corporate identity. You may physically remove a people from their homeland and they will not necessarily become slaves. But when you can remove the homeland from the psyche of the people, their sense of rootlessness can create a mental slavery more restricting than any metal chain. Distinguished Harvard sociologist Orlando Patterson argues that the most pernicious violence of slavery is not physical, but psychological. I made my first pilgrimage to West Africa in 1992. During my stay in the Gambia, 
sisters and brothers recounted how the European slave traders stripped the beads off the Gambians' necks before loading the Gambians onto the ships in the slave trade. These colorful beads served as money and gave the Gambians honor and status. Those beads were tangible indicators of the Gambians' homeland and their identity. The slave traders knew that these Africans would never be good and docile slaves until all remembrances of their previous identity had been eradicated. Along those same lines, one of the saddest episodes in Alex Haley's roots is when Kunta Kinte is punished to the point that he no longer claims his African name, but instead accepts his slave identity and mournfully says, my name is Toby. Many of us still do not know who we are or the great legacy that has been bequeathed to us. The dominant culture has wanted black people to identify with the happy-go-lucky slave and with contemporary images of gangbangers and hypersexual Jezebels. Such images are not the rule, but the aberrant exception and the machinations of hegemonic cultural productivity designed to protect white privilege. Knowing who I am connects me with a past and gives me great expectations for a future. Our identities are complex. Roles, rituals, Hierarchies in our families and communities shape how we think of ourselves. We have family, gender, racial, sexual, national, professional, and many other identities. And we should not be compelled to choose among these. But I also believe that the chief identity that should inform all other identities is our identity in God. Our ultimate identity emanates from our sacred worth to God. The world would be more peaceful if we truly understood how much God values each life. Why are grotesque spectacles of violence from Ferguson to France, from San Bernardino to Baltimore, needed to move us to compassion and more serious consideration of the ways of nonviolence? And why are we briefly mobilized 
by the physical violence inflicted by guns and police brutality while we remain largely anesthetized to the economic violence inflicted by the governmental policies of affluent nations upon poor people in this nation and nations around the globe. My question to us today is, do we really know who we are? Do we really believe that every life has been stamped with the image of God, irrespective of nationality, language, class status, immigration status, gender, sexual identity, mental capacity, or skin color. I'm confident enough to know, especially since my wife kissed me before I left and our daughter hugged me, that my brown skin is beautiful. But regardless of the color of my skin or your skin, all skin will eventually go to the dust. The grave is life's great social equalizer. Although I celebrate my racial heritage, I am wonderfully more than this. I know who I am. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. This is the truth for which so many African-American ancestors lived, struggled, and died. This is also the message that rings clearly in 1 John chapter 3. Did you hear, I mean, really hear this text? Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. Good news, First Baptist, right now. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. Even more than that, the best is yet to come. My ultimate identity is that I belong to God. I can belong to many organizations support many institutions, champion many great causes, but what really makes me who I am is that God has breathed God's eternal spirit in me. I am a child of God no matter what you think of me, no matter what you say about me. I am rooted and I am grounded because I'm made in the image of God. 
permit me to echo the words of David in Psalm 139. I wake up every morning and say, I am (laughs) fearfully and wonderfully made. I ain't no junk. I'm no counterfeit copy. I'm no second class citizen. I ain't a pimp. I ain't a pusher. And I sure ain't no endangered species. I am a designer original. The real deal. (laughs) I'm God's child. You are God's child. That's who we really are. I don't need anybody to tell me that I am somebody. I know I am somebody. I emanate from great stock. Although I love my earthly parents, and although they have been wonderful models of morality and integrity, my ultimate identity is found in my heavenly parent. My divine parent watches over me. I have confidence and there will always be pep in my step because my divine parent cares for me. When others doubted me and told me that I could not achieve because I am a black male, I told them, you obviously don't know who my parent is. In God, I have an eternal motherly father and an eternal fatherly mother. As long as God is on my side, I can overcome the obstacle. I can break through the barriers. I can climb over the mountains. I can pass through the rivers. I can and have excelled in the exams. I can endure the hardships. I can reach the stars. Even when professors and mentors told me you'll never make it, I said, you don't know who I am. Because somewhere I read in the Bible, if God be for us, who? Who? (laughs) Who can be against us? I came from Baltimore today with the hopes that you would hear with your third ear, the simple words of this epistle text. Beloved, we are God's children now. God is my parent. And I hope that you don't mind if I brag for a minute on my heavenly father, who is divine mother of us all. Good news, God's grace is infinite. God's wisdom is fathomless. 
God's riches are unsearchable. God's mercy is everlasting. And God's truth endures to all generations. That's my parent. I'm God's child. God loves me. God empowers me. God has redeemed me. I'm so clear. As eight days from now, I celebrate my 50th birthday. I am so crystal clear that my honors, my career, my titles, my degrees, and my social contacts do not make me who I am. I am who I am because I belong to the great I am. And if anybody ask you who I am, tell them. I am redeemed. Tell them I've been bought with a price. Tell them that I am an heir and a joint heir with Christ. Tell them they ain't seen nothing yet. Tell them I am a work in progress. Tell them I am a project under construction. Tell them what I will be has not yet been revealed. But one of these days, <laughs> after a while and by and by, I shall be like God is. Oh, First Baptist, when God gets through with me, I shall come forth like pure gold. I know that I know who I am. I am a child of the compassionate creator of the cosmos. God has given me my most precious name. My parents name me Brad. My siblings call me brother. My wife calls me honey. My parishioners call me pastor. My students call me professor. But the name that matters most is the name that God gave me. If you happen to see me around the streets of Washington, all you have to do to get a hearing from me is call me by my name. Redeemed. Redeemed. Even the angels don't have that name. <laughs> my name is... Redeemed. That's my name. That's my identity. That's my spiritual passport. I know who I am. And now I hope to highest heaven 
that you know who you are. We are redeemed children of God.